Hello, cutie babes. So I am on a quick break in between clients right now. And I was supposed to drop this episode on Wednesday. And I'm so sorry, guys. I actually had recorded it, but I had to keep stopping and like pausing the recording because of the nail shop next door to me. I don't know what they put in their washer the other day on like Tuesday, but it was banging around so loud. You know that annoying banging when it's like unbalanced and it was like knocking against the wall. And so that's why I posted on Wednesday. I was like, hey guys, I know you're supposed to have a new episode, but I'm still editing. That's because none of the freaking editing software that I could find that was free and not going to cost me an arm and a leg, none of them would let me take like two, three, five, six minute clips and like upload them as one video. Every time I found something that I could do that, it ended up editing those clips and making them shorter and putting weird transitions and musics and it was more like doing that for reels or for like Instagram stories and stuff like that. Like it wasn't to be able to snip a bunch of videos together to make one long video for uploading and normally when I do my podcast I am at home and I'm not using like my handheld camera or my cell phone so I just sign in to Riverside FM I start my podcast and then I can record the video and pause it and stop it and do whatever I need to within that platform and it's also great because it allows my guests to join remotely and they can join with just audio or with video and audio. And I love the platform. I wish there was something like that. But now that I'm thinking about it, why didn't I download the Riverside FM mobile app or the tablet app? I never even thought about that until just now. Any hooter. I didn't post this video because I ended up with like 12 different videos that were one and two minutes long and I couldn't combine them to be one video and then I didn't want to try to re-record it because it was happening the whole time I was here like even when I had clients so then I tried to re-record it at home and it's just a different vibe like when I'm at home I don't want to have like a full face on and I just I don't want to record if I don't have to so I like recording here at the beauty space because it's quiet like right now and I'm the only one here and yeah so I figured I would do this kind of like FaceTime style so it feels a little more intimate. Um, I tend to do interview style when I have like my guests um, and sometimes I just have to do it that way because they're remote and we're not in the same location when we're recording. Shared space area for people to go and like focus. They have like different little pods that are probably like the size of the closet I keep my towel warmer and stuff in to where you can pay a monthly fee. So I think I'm going to do their one week trial. It's free for, excuse me, it's free for a week. And then $29 a day when you want to use it just for like a daily pass. Or if you know you're someone that is going to be there every single day, 
it's like a $200 a month membership, but it comes with like a snack bar that's loaded with all kinds of snacks and like little coffee makers and stuff. And I think the fridge has like drinks and waters and stuff in it. And then the podcast studio is like set up, like it's got like the blank background and you can sit across from each other and you've each got your own mic that you can like plug into your devices and stuff like that. So I think just for like local in town, I might try to record um, the next couple of episodes all on the same day if I can make it work and go spend $30 and just try it out for a day because it looks like a really cool space. It's called Mindshare Club, M-I-N-D, like your mind, and then Share Club, and it looks really awesome. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to get into too much detail because I'm going to talk more in depth about this topic when we catch back up with my friend, Danny. She was on the podcast as episode three, I want to say maybe two, but she was on one of my other episodes and she was talking about how she missed being in hair and why she had to step away from being behind the chair um, because of the allergy that she developed while she was pregnant and lo and behold now she is back to doing hair she's getting ready to like restart her business and I'm gonna kind of have her ask not ask but I'm gonna ask her to tell us kind of what her thought process was when it came to relaunching her career and then I'm gonna compare it to how I launched my career from zero because there's a difference when you're starting in the beauty industry as a virgin and starting as someone who is a seasoned veteran so I'm curious to see if we looked at things the same way because again she had to find a space um I'm pretty sure she kept her cosmetology license and renewed it even though she wasn't working um and then she had to re-get her insurance and like do all the things that I just had to do so we're gonna go more in depth about both of our experiences this little 15 minute episode was just to say hi and just to show my face to all of you lovely beauties and just to kind of tell you I didn't forget about the back bar I was gone for a while I had some family issues right after I graduated from beauty school and then I had more family issues because we ended up having um, somebody pass away and that kind of consumed my world for several, several weeks. So, um, but your girl is back. We're slaying brows and lashes and doing facials and... I am excited to be working. So some things that you need to know when you are looking for places to hang your beauty license. And these are things that seem like common sense. And I know that if I would have just slowed down and not been so excited and so gung-ho with the couple of things I was hung up with, I probably would have had a better experience because it took me a few tries. There was tons of places I fell in love with online and then I knew they were out of my budget. There were a couple of places that I signed contracts with um, that after I signed the contract with my family things happening, I ended up having to break those contracts and I communicated with the owners and I did things according to how you're supposed to do them. So 
big big shout out if you ever break a contract please be respectful like I know it sucks and I felt so embarrassed having to break those contracts but because I communicated and I was upfront before I even broke them like hey I'm having x y and z things go on if this keeps happening or it takes a turn for the worse unfortunately I am gonna have to break my contract I'm not there yet but I can let you know in a couple of weeks once I have more information about x y and z you know like I was super communicative with those people um so we ended on good terms there's no hard feelings nothing personal with any of the prior owners who I had entered contracts with so I just want to say that here but um yeah have a budget in mind and a geographical location but don't get hung up on it baby like if you know there's a part of town and it's this big and that's where you want to be you gotta look on the perimeter you've gotta like be willing to take a chance because when you're a solo esthetician or a solo Cosmo or a nail technician and you're trying to go into this business and be your own boss and like rent a suite or a chair or a space, you're gonna have to be open-minded because it is a rough world and especially in Tucson. The majority of all of our private room rentals that are very nice and have all the amenities they're in franchised salon suites like sola and phoenix and a bunch of other different ones and those for me are all central and northeast southeast and like far east side of town i actually live on the outskirts of tucson in marana which if you're from here marana tucson oro valley like it's all the same it's just a first so I was really trying to stick to Marana or the northwest part of town because I knew it was easily accessible for me and all the clientele I had built up working from home lived in that area. So I opened my horizons and I found the couple of spaces that I thought were going to work. And if I'm being honest with myself and I wasn't just excited to get out there and work and signing on that lease... I probably for sure wouldn't have signed the lease on the first place that I found because you had to walk upstairs that were outside. Um, and I have a lot of clients with mobility issues due to age and other health things. And I knew that was going to be a killer. But dealing with talking to people who have been in the industry longer and move locations, they're like, don't necessarily let that be like a downfall for you. Like everybody loses um, clients when you move locations. That's just a natural attrition that occurs because people don't want to drive further or whatever the situation is. So if the clients that you lose moving to this location happen to be the ones that can't walk up the stairs, like you were going to lose clients anyways. So I shoved that off and I shouldn't have. And the suite did not have water in it, which for an esthetician, for me, being big with facials, I need to have water. Like, I need to have a sink. And I know there's ways where you can buy the little sink at Lowe's or Home Depot for a couple hundred dollars and you can put a Culligan's or a Sparklets water bottle under there and a little mini water heater. But honestly, I wasn't trying to have to take that, like, in initial investment 
because I was already stressed about having to pay like a weekly rental, you know? So make sure when you are touring things that you please take notes. I don't care if you open your phone and you have a blank note or a blank text, text message to yourself or your best friend or your spouse and you just put, this is the address, here were my thoughts. Didn't like the stairs that were outside. Didn't like no access to running water in my room or very close to my room. No cabinets, no fixtures, no counter spaces offered inside the room. Perks were small deposit, flexible leasing terms, um, ability to paint inside my suite, and it has a door that locks. You know, like just different things that you could have done that on. And just take good notes. Because if I would have took those notes and remembered those things when I got home, instead of trying to be so optimistic, I probably would have not signed the lease with the first place. The second place, it was kind of more of a station that I was an employee who could use that facial bed for lashing purposes only. And I would receive training. And then I would make a commission rate on every set and sale that I made for like retail because this person also had their own um, lash product line. And that would have worked if I wouldn't have had the calamity of shit happening where when my stepdad did pass away, I had already set up to meet with this person and to start working in that lash studio and to get the training. And then I couldn't do it because I was in another state dealing with the death of a family member. And then when I got back, her availability had changed and then we were getting into the holidays. And so things didn't work out. And that's ultimately why me and that location talked. And I was like, look, it just, it's not going to work out. You know, I didn't plan to lose a family member and now it's the holidays and you're super busy and I haven't gotten trained and it's been a month since I've been hired. I think I'm just not going to work through the end of the year and see if a different location can pan out. And she was super awesome. I love Carla so much. She was like, I totally get it. It's nothing personal. Thank you for communicating with me this whole way. I'm sorry we couldn't make it work, but I wish you all the best. Feel free to pop by if you ever need like guidance or, you know, if you want to buy any of my lash products and stuff like that. So her and I are still on very, very good terms. The other one we are, but like, uh, she does a lot of like, non-esthetician things you know so like in the state of arizona body contouring teeth whitening um fine line tattoos permanent makeup none of that is under our board of cosmetology so i don't really have a lot to kind of talk to the first location's owner about otherwise i probably would um with the second one because i am just getting into trying to lash full-time and bring on a clientele for that um her and I have just constantly been bouncing like ideas off of each other and stuff. So yeah. Um, but definitely take good notes and please tour places. So many places look great online and people post like these bomb pictures and then you get there and you're like, oh, I wasn't aware it was a shared space or, oh, I wasn't aware that the space was this small, you know, like I thought maybe it was just the photos and it was hard to tell like how large the room was in depth perception so be open-minded to your location geographically take lots of notes drive by the places even before you set an appointment to tour maybe just drive by there and see how far it is for you to get there from home and stuff like that um 
and then set up actual tours of places that mark off a lot of boxes. Don't waste your time going and looking at something that the only thing it fits is your price point. Because if you know that going into that before you even tour it, that the only thing that's good is the price point, you're going to be putting yourself in a situation that the minute you're in it, you're going to regret it. Um, and also, when you do find something that works for you, if in your mind you're like, this could work for a few months, Hopefully, with my ambition and my optimism, I'm going to outgrow the space, but it'll work for now. That's fine. As long as you're signing an appropriate lease for the goals and things that you have set, um, there's nothing wrong with outgrowing spaces. And any owner that you're renting from, if you start thriving and you're so busy and the space isn't working, especially if you're somebody like me who's in a shared space, it's working because the other girl I share the space with who does the permanent makeup, she's never here. I haven't even met her in person yet. So I tend to find that my appointments have been during times when she's just not here and I come in and I know that somebody's been in the building because the trash will have been emptied and then I see like a coffee cup in it or something. So I know that obviously she's working, but we just have never been here at the same time. I do know if the owner gets hairstylist in like she's hoping to, and when she gets back to work after having her little baby, um, it's going to be very noisy in here. There's going to be other clients and that's not going to be so private. So I know at least through this year while I'm building my clientele and my lash clientele, this location works for me right now. It fits the budget. It's geographically where I would want it to be. It's close to the freeway. It's easy for people to find. There's no accessibility issues for my clients that I see who do have mobility issues. Um, and it's a shared space. It's not my perfect ideal forever home, but I knew when I was looking to rent, nothing I was looking at was going to be my forever home. So don't be hard on yourself if you find yourself in a situation that you have to break a contract. It happens a lot. Just communicate, 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 and make sure before you sign those contracts, you're reading on the policies for breaking them. And hopefully that will help you guys. I feel like a lot of the ebooks and business things that are out there for solo estheticians and cosmos, they talk a lot about, you know, the stuff that's a little more harder to comprehend. Like, hey, where do I get insurance as an esthetician or a cosmetologist? Uh, State Farm doesn't offer that, even though they do. But, um, you know, just things like that. It talks about like getting your business license and opening a business checking account and things that are more like state board friendly or compliant, state board compliance to keep you state board friendly and not in violation of stuff. Um, but I feel like none of them really talked about the important things you needed to think about and know going into being a renter, whether you're renting a chair, a shared space, a private space, or you're being brought on as an employee and making commissions. Like there's just so many different options for us as beauty professionals, which is amazing. But because there's so many different options, it can be super confusing and so overwhelming. So hopefully you get a few takeaways. My situation is just my situation. It was very 
much more difficult than I wanted or wished it had been, but that's life. You know, we try to always prepare, but the unexpected does happen. So you got to stay fluid, stay moving, and just keep looking ahead towards the future, right? Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for sitting here and chatting with me on this little 20 minute break that I have between clients. I hope this video helps you guys. Um, and just know that your opportunity when it comes, it is going to be the opportunity for you because honestly, the place that I found and I am at now is the most budget friendly out of all the places I had been looking previously and the location being so close to the freeway and still on the north side of town for me were just like oh, <laughs> like angels were singing and then when I met the owner and she was super sweet and the fact that she hasn't filled the hairstylist uh rental spaces yet and the other girl is also kind of just new and starting out like me I kind of have the upper hand a little bit because I'm the only one in the salon steadily working every single week so it's nice so it kind of feels like it's my own private space and hopefully we all start thriving and getting busier and we get hairstylists in here um and hopefully as that happens my clientele grows to where I can afford a private space that maybe costs a little bit more. So, you know, you just got to stay mobile. You've got to have a plan, a backup plan, and then an alternate route in case nothing is working out in the moment, right? You got to have a fail safe, got to have that secondary parachute. Um, but if you enjoyed this content and you've seen my other two episodes with my uh, bestie, who's also a wedding planner, Jess Robertson of J Robertson Events, or like I mentioned, Danny Valentine, she's a licensed cosmetologist. She was on my other previous episode as well. She's getting back into hair. So I'm so excited to catch up with her and compare our stories and how we are launching our businesses, you know, rookie to veteran comparison. So stick around, like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, thanks for being here, guys. I appreciate you so much, beauty besties, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.